The Milburn Stone Theater presents an MST audio production of The Tsar and Tsaritsa, a dramatic interpretation of the personal letters of the last Tsar of Russia, Nicholas II, his wife, Tsaritsa Alexandra, and their families during the last era of the Romanov dynasty. Episode 5. In May of 1896, Nikki and Alex were formally crowned the Tsar and Tsaritsa. However, Many Russians saw the Kadinka tragedy that took place during the celebrations as an omen of the struggles and tribulations to come. As the dust settles from the events, the family attempt to move through the personal and political fallout and prepare to tour Europe. Nikita Georgi, July 29, 1896, Peterhof. I don't want to talk about Moscow. It makes me sick to remember. It's not particularly comforting to think about the sad side of the coronation. This year seems to be a year of hard labor with Alex and me as the martyrs. Moscow in the spring, and now soon all these intolerable foreign visits. On top of it, we shall have to drag our poor little daughter with us, as all the relatives want to see her. I can imagine what the French will get up to in Paris. Maybe they really will rename it Napoleondra or something like it. Georgie to Nikki, August 5th. 1896, Abbas I was very sad to hear about Sandro leaving the fleet. It is disgusting behavior on the part of Uncle Alexei as he put you in an untenable position with his stupid conditions. In general, our dear uncles have behaved in a thoroughly improper manner recently. I am amazed at their effrontery and even more by your patience. Xenia to Nikki, September 22nd, 1896. I can imagine what awaits you in Paris. In general, this trip won't be gay, and I don't envy you. On the contrary, I pity you with all my heart. At least in Denmark, even though you weren't there for long, you were able to be quiet and rest a little. The whole family were delighted to see you and Alex, who made a wonderful impression on everyone. It's such a pity that you're not able to come here, but maybe it might be possible next year, in the spring or autumn. Evenings and nights are so warm that we dined on the balcony. Baby is growing up wonderfully. Now if you stand her on her feet, she can remain there for a few seconds without any help. She's already trying to take a few steps, which amuses her greatly, and is constantly asking to be put on the floor. October 1st. Your visit to Paris was quite a grandiose affair. Thank God it all went off so brilliantly and without a hitch. I'm sure that all the things you saw will never be erased from your memory. But now I think you must be glad of a rest at last, and to have some time for yourselves. Nikita Queen Victoria, October 10th, 1896. Neues Palais, Darmstadt. Dearest Grandmama, I am so sorry to have kept you waiting so long for my answer, and not to have thanked you at once for your two letters. Of course, by this time you will have read all the details of our wonderful stay in France. The three days at Paris were very interesting, but rather trying, and I had hardly time enough to occupy myself with serious matters, and even no real conversations with the principal men. When I arrived here, there were four messengers waiting for me, and it took me over a week to finish all that business. I am sorry not to be able to give you any answer whatever upon a certain question, which Lord Salisbury and I have spoken about. But the thing is that I never had the occasion in Paris of discussing it. You may well imagine Alex's joy of being once more quietly at home. 
I am happy too to be here and rest for a short while after having traveled for nearly six weeks without stopping. In the beginning, the weather was lovely, and we took long drives to the different pretty places about Darmstadt, Jugendheim, Wolfsgarten, etc., all so new to me. We go very often to the theater, which is, I think, excellent and such a good way of occupying one's evenings. But, unfortunately, our stay here comes to an end in a week. I shall be just as sorry as Alex to leave this peaceful place. Now, goodbye, dearest Grandmama, with my best love to all. Believe me, your most loving and devoted grandson, Nikki. Ella to Queen Victoria, November 3rd, 1896. Moscow. Dearest Grandmama, such loving thanks for your dear letter and charming presence. It was such a joy having news about you through Alex and Nikki. We thoroughly enjoyed ourselves together at Darmstadt and traveled most pleasantly together home. It must have been a great astonishment as people were saying we did not like each other. Well, the abominable lies told about us to them are not edifying. The intrigues were simply disgusting, but one day I trust all the truth will come out, and the great thing is to have a clear conscience before God as who can change the unkindness in the world, in this case, a set of jealous intriguers. Our delightful journey freshened us both up although poor Sergei looks very thin. People, I suppose, could not believe that we were harmless and happy, so began to prove the contrary. Really, we want nothing. We are very happy. We try to do our duty, and I must say, it sounds vain, people here like us, and again proved their affection by receiving us most warmly when we arrived the other day here. Well, in everything bad there is good, and we have now our eyes open and some really true friends, and after all, few enemies. We have lots to do here, and every year like this place more and more. In every way I find it lucky we live in another town than Alex, for her sake chiefly. It makes her quite independent. Later on, when she is known as well as her opinions, it won't matter as nobody can then say that whatever she does, I have cancelled. She is already dearly loved in her new home, and it is for me the greatest joy. What I cannot understand is jealousy between sisters, or not liking the younger ones to be of a higher rank. I know that people watched at the coronation to see would I kiss her hand. Why, it was a real joy. A person one loves, and she being so much younger than I, has always been more like a child than a sister. <laughs> we used to laugh about our ranks at Darmstadt and how each of us has married, according to our ages always higher so that the eldest goes the last. May God grant we ten husbands and wives may always love each other as we do and I am sure it is Papa and Mama's blessings and prayers which surround us and have made our family life so happy. How sad you must feel without Liko, who is such a help to you. It is selfish, my speaking of our joys, when so many others have such deep sorrows. Poor Auntie. Do give her our love. Tender kisses to you from Sergei and your own loving child. Ella Senia to Nikki, November 4th, 1896, Aitador. My dear Nikki, I thank you with all my heart for your kind letter. I can well understand how glad you must both be to return home, at last, after two months traveling around Europe. On the other hand, if you only knew how much we regret leaving here to return to Petersburg. I rejoice at seeing your lovely chubby daughter, particularly as it will be fun to see them together. Isn't she heavy, though? Ours is apparently only 24 pounds, although she hasn't been weighed for some time. 
She has grown much taller and is, thank God, quite healthy. She's walking in her playpen and on the floor, but we're afraid to let her alone as she keeps falling down, which does not matter in the playpen as it is soft. She has called her doll Kaka instead of Kitty. We hope that you will bring your little one to Gachina on the 14th so that we can see them together. We both embrace you warmly, although I cannot press your little daughter to my breast as it would be difficult in my condition. However, I kiss her fat little cheeks. Your Xenia. Nikita Sergei, November 25th, 1896. Tsarskoy Dear Uncle Sergei, Thank you so much for your two detailed letters which fully confirm the picture of the university disturbances. I approve absolutely of all your orders and the actions of the university authorities. Indeed, only decisive and consistent measures and a unified system without hesitation can guarantee success. As yet, it is quiet at the university here, although Muraviev predicts a possibility of the disturbances in Moscow being echoed here. As you already know, our daughter has not been very well. For no obvious reason, she suddenly developed a fever, which lasted about a week, but is now, thank God, over. We thought she was cutting her teeth, but nothing has happened yet. Now, once a week, we visit Gachina. Mama is well and in excellent spirits. I have a lot of work to do, but I manage with God's help and cannot complain. And as for family life, I wish everyone could have such utter happiness, serenity, and bliss. In the evening, we are going to town for the St. George Day celebrations, on which occasion I send you my most heartfelt greetings. Alex and I embrace you now fondly. God save you. Sincerely, your Nikki. Ella to Nikki. December 22nd, 1896. Moscow. God bless you, dearest Nikki. I cannot find words to say how deeply you have touched us both, and what a lovely mark of affection you have showed Sergei in sending him that touchingly hearty manifest. He could not read it without crying, as every word went deep to our hearts, and all you say about your dear father, those words are a treasure and comfort, which have washed away all the sorrows of this year. God bless you, dear boy. God bless you. May he help you in your difficult task and give you strength and calm. I hope you three are flourishing. To feel others happy to have such a great power in one's hands must give joy. Merry, Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. From your loving old sister and devoted subject, Ella. I hope my cross is a help and will keep far from you worries or pains. Nikki to Empress Marie. January 9th, 1897, Tsarskoy Yesterday, Alex definitely felt some movement, hopping and kicking. Please tell Xenia that if this goes on, it will become quite indecent. Not only will she get worn out, but we will all be exhausted waiting. January 22nd. Well, today, Alex at last cut up. Well, Odd wheeled her around the garden in her chair. Sitting up made her feel very dizzy, which is understandable after remaining lying down for seven weeks. But you can be quite confident, dear Mama, that we are more than careful about moving her, even when changing her position on the divan. Georgie to Nikki, June 2nd, 1897, Abbas Tuman. 
My dear Nikki, I congratulate you and Alex with all my heart on the birth of your daughter. Of course, I was overjoyed when I received your telegram announcing the event. But forgive me if I was a little disappointed to learn that it was a daughter, not a son. I was already preparing to go into retirement, but it was not to be. And are you still living on the farm? When will the house by the sea at last be finished? I keep thinking of how we used to live there together and how cozy it was. It's already seven years. How terrifying the way time flies. I become sad when I start to remember those happy times. How much everything has changed since then. Xenia to Nikki, July 25th, 1897. Abbas Tuman. Thank God dear Georgie feels well and doesn't look too bad, although he is of course very thin. But he seems contented and in better spirits than two years ago when I last saw him. Irina chatters without ceasing and is very sweet. She often talks about Oksanka and asks when Oksanka is coming. At first she kept wanting to go home to Oksanka. Isn't it touching? Well, and how are things with you? All right, I hope. Today is our wedding anniversary. Three years have already passed. How time flies. I've been taking lots of photographs and with great success. I'm sending you some taken by Sandro. Everyone looks very good in them. Don't you think the children came out well? Nikita Empress Marie, September 13th, 1897, Spala. I found the saddest thing was going into Papa's rooms where all his things have remained in place. On the table, I found a letter from us children in 1886. When you were living in the house for the first time and we had stayed behind in Peterhof. And the great dining room was also terribly reminiscent of former years with its smell. Everything makes a heart ache so. The bedroom made me think above all of the day when you had such a terrible backache. You had to lie motionless for 24 hours. Xenia to Nikki, September 24th, 1897, Aitador. It was terribly painful to leave poor Georgie. He was so sad and upset he even cried as he said goodbye to us which upset me so much that I howled for the whole of that day. And even afterwards, it took me a long time to calm down. But now, thank God, he is no longer alone. Nikki to Empress Marie, November 3rd, 1897, Sarsko Of course, it was even sadder and more painful not to see any of my brothers and sisters at the Requiem service. But the knowledge that we were all joined with you by a shared love and prayer had a joyful and calming effect on me. Alex was, of course, with me. She will never forget the moving way in which dear, unforgettable Papa blessed her on her day of the arrival in Devadia. I feel and believe that the happiness that we are living has been sent to us by God through dear, unforgettable Papa's blessing. His sacred example in all his actions, is constantly in my thoughts and in my heart, giving me strength and hope. And that same example prevents me from losing heart when there are sometimes moments of despair. I feel that I am not alone, that someone is praying for me, someone very near to the Lord God. And then I start to feel this spiritual peace and a renewed wish to continue what dear Papa started to do. 
Our little daughters are growing and turning into delightfully happy little girls. Why, Alex apologizes deeply for not having sent you the photographs, she promised. But you will at least receive them with this letter. Olga talks the same in Russian and in English and adores her little sister. Tatiana seems to us, understandably, a very beautiful child. Her eyes have become dark and large. She is always happy and only cries once a day without fail. Little Maria and Dmitri often come to see us and romp around endlessly with Olga. Well, I congratulate you in advance for your birthday, dear Mama, and with all my heart wish you good health and hope to see you soon. I embrace you warmly, my dear Mama. Also, Georgie, Misha, and Olga. Alex kisses you tenderly. May the Lord keep you. Your Nikki, who loves you with all his heart. Kaiser Wilhelm to Nikki, January 4th, 1898, Potsdam. Dearest Nikki, the new year has just opened and the old year has closed, but I cannot let it close without a glance at those lovely and brilliant days of August when I was able to embrace you and Alex, and without thanking you for your kind, splendid, even lavish hospitality to Victoria and me. With deep feelings of gratitude do I remember the pleasant hours I was able to spend with you, exchanging intercourse showing that we are of one opinion in the principles we follow in the fulfilling of the task which has been set us by the Lord of all lords. Each of us tries to do his best for his country's development and welfare, as is his duty, but in community we seek to procure to our countries the blessings of peace. Now goodbye, dearest Nikki. Best love to Alex, and my most respectful compliments to your dear mama. From your most devoted and faithful friend and cousin, Willie. Ella to Nikki, February 27th, 1898. Moscow. Darling Nikki, I hope it does not seem most conceited to beg you not to listen to the two doctors and to wait a little before allowing Alex to take her bath. I was already up since ten days with no traces of cough or spots of any kind when I took my first bath, and what torments me is that as Alex has had complications and is at the moment very delicate and if, as Schneider wrote, she feels the slightest aches from her cough, I would certainly wait. Overprudence is tiresome, whereas the contrary might become dangerous. You know how all of us hate being careful, but there are moments when one's brain forbids one risking destroying one's health. Perhaps I am exaggerating. But do wait until I come on Monday. I've gone through this illness so lately that I can really give good advice. You saw how perfectly I recovered, but it leaves a tendency to catching colds and I'm getting them constantly. This makes me doubly wish for Alex to be careful. May we on Monday first see your babes and then go up to you so as to have a glimpse of the darlings? as I suppose after having been with Alex, it will be better not to see them. I am so awfully glad to be seeing you, dear soon, and think now is just the moment I shall be able to help Alex get over those tiresome hours in a half-lit room and not allowed to do anything. I hope my last letter did not vex you, but you know it came from a true feeling. Sergei and my hearty kisses to you both. Your loving sister, Ella. Nikki to Georgie, March 29th, 1898, St. Petersburg. 
we are expecting Mama home from Denmark on Good Thursday, and have thought of returning here from Tsarsko just before Easter, all because of the after-effects of Alex's rotten measles. Yesterday, for the first time after sitting at home for seven weeks, she went out for a walk in the garden. Nikki to Empress Marie, August 28, 1898, Livadia. I cannot describe to you what I felt, and for the first time since father's death, we entered your house and then went into the bedroom. It was as if that terrible event had only just happened. That it was only yesterday we lived those torments of hope, doubt, and inconsolable sorrow. Why everything has remained exactly as it was. <laughs> it is surprising when you think that now, four years later, we are living here with our children. As Nicky embarks on a journey to Copenhagen for the funeral services of his grandmother, the Queen of Denmark. Nikki and Alex are apart for the first time since their marriage. They turn to their old habit of correspondence to connect with each other in times of separation. Alex to Nikki, September 20, 1898, Lavadia. My own precious beloved darling, you will read these lines when the hard train will be carrying you always further and further away from poor wifey. Our first separation since the marriage. I am frightened of it. I cannot bear the idea of your going away so far without me, but I must not grumble. Mother dear is in great sorrow and needs your comfort, and your presence is also wished for by poor our papa. What a joy, still to think that you can be of use and help to others in grief. My thoughts will not forsake you for one instant, and my tender prayers will surround. God bless and protect you, my own treasure, my lovey dear, and may he watch over you with his angels. I cannot bear to think of what will become of me without you, you who are my one and all, who make up all my life. I shall write to you every day so as that you can sometimes have a word from me when you are with all the others. It will seem to you like bygone years, only two beloved ones are no more. How you will miss poor Amama. God help and comfort you. If they only do not keep you too long, though, I understand poor mother dear longing to have you near and to be able to pour out her heart to you. Kiss her fondly from me. How horrid all will seem. So empty and sad, the nights all alone. Send me blessing before you sleep. I shall always do so for you. The winds will bring it to you. Take care of yourself, lovey sweet, and come back well and strong to me. It seems as though you should never get any quiet and rest, just you who need it so much. I shall count the days and hours, and may they pass as quickly as these weeks have, though I muchly doubt it. Oh, how I love you, my own precious huzzy dear, ever deeper, stronger, purer. I never dreamt that our married life would have been so perfect, such utter happiness your love has brought me. Our dear little girlies will have to comfort me. Oh, Nikki, my Manny, this separation is hard, and I did want you to rest and us to live a quiet life of love. If I only knew whether something is beginning with me or not. God, grant it may be so. I long for it, and so does my hussy, too, I think. Our last night together, and then all alone for 
two long weeks. But I am selfish to grumble and make you still sadder. Your journey is hard enough and the arrival will be awful. I shall not be near you to kiss and comfort you and hold you tight in my loving arms. I shall often telegraph you out of the Unicode and on the journey, too, to tell you how we got back here. And you will, too, sometimes, won't you? Letters I shall send daily to Bernsdorf and then Libau on the way home. It will be a comfort to write to you. I am too much accustomed to tell you every trifle that I cannot suddenly stop doing so. I shall sleep in your cabin on the standard and feel nearer your heart and thoughts then. My own adored Nikki love. Oh, my Dushka, to see your dear big sad eyes makes me wretched. Ugh, why can't I go with you? But what was I to do with Irene, who had made that long journey on purpose so as to see me before her great voyage? My absence won't be regretted there by any of the rest, as I am still somewhat a stranger amongst them all. And now they want to have only those there whom they were accustomed to see around poor Amama. Goodbye now, my angel, my own true love, my joy, my Nikki. I kiss you and kiss you your own wifey, forever and ever. This has been an episode of The Tsar and Tsaritsa, a product of the Milburn Stone Theatre at Cecil College, produced and edited by William Bryant. This episode features the voices of Angela Marie Teague, Reiner Prohaska, Emma Romeo, Kate Holden, Joseph Marino, and Tom Worthington. For more details, please visit milburnstone.com. <laughs>